Welcome to the Birth Uprising podcast with me, Jade. And me, Alex. We're two birth experts who aren't afraid to say it how it is. Join us weekly where we will discuss everything pregnancy, birth and postnatal. We'll be joined by special guests with all sorts of expertise. So be ready to get informed, get knowledgeable and realise how fucking amazing you truly are. Hello and welcome to a new episode of whatever this podcast is called. Um... <laughs> welcome to the House of Vom. Mm, welcome to the House of Vom. Yes, that is what I'm affectionately calling my household. Um, it has been non-stop since the weekend. No, um, dude. Started off with Zeke, who's a trooper. Didn't even realise that that's what it was, really. He just seemed a bit under the weather. He is an excellent patient. You barely know that he's ill. He didn't have enough temperature or anything, which is usually how we'd know. Mm-hmm. Um, had a bit of a tummy ache. Would go for a poo and go, oh, I think I just needed a poo. Oh, brilliant. He was a bit um, like tired. He napped on me on Saturday afternoon. Did he? And then, yeah, it was it's lovely. Yeah. He's a lovely circle boy. Um, but yeah, then it was Silas who was full on exorcism vomiting um, <laughs> oh, little man. all day on Tuesday. And then I picked Orla up from school yesterday and she was like, Mom, I don't feel good. And hence the vom came. Mm. When do you think you're going to get it? I was thinking about this the other night. Don't you feel like every time our kids get ill, we get ill? But when we were little... I don't feel like every time I was ill, it made everybody else in the house got poorly. I wonder whether it's just that when you're a child, you're so like self-obsessed that you don't even notice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. My mum's like dying on the floor and I'm like, everything is fine. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm feeling good now. Everything's back to normal. Um, yeah, because I guess like the thing is, like we do when we're ill, we still have to sort them dinner, don't we? Mm-hmm. We still have to get them to school or whatever. And we might not even have noticed that perhaps a grandparent or our other parent or something just took us to school. Yeah. Because our, our mums were like dying on the floor ill. Uh, we just thought... Stepped over them, carried on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, oh, mate. good for well. that. That sucks. It fucking sucks. Um, I'm hoping I don't get it. Yeah. But... You never know, do you? It's one of those things where, you know, you eat too much and then you go, is it coming for me? Mm. Or you have a bit of a headache and you're like, is this it? <laughs> and oh you just live that God. way for ages. Yeah, it's not fun having all these kids, is it? Passing germs to one no. another. Just feel like it goes on for hours. I feel like we've probably spoken about kids being ill on every introduction to every single one of these podcasts so far because that's all it's been all year. It's an excellent advert for having lots of children. Mm, yeah, definitely um, do it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you get paid sick at work and you want to make the most of that, then sure, have loads of children. Um, if you love a duvet day and having all your plans cancelled, have loads of children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but otherwise, don't. probably don't do it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Pretty grossy. Um, but yeah, we haven't really been doing an awful lot, have we? Because we've had the sicknesses and everything, so it's kind of... Oh, we've got an update on the week, but it was this week World Hypnobirthing Day, which obviously we didn't know about until the last minute because that's what we're like. 
yeah. <laughs> as if we would not, uh, remember. Know about like awareness days and things like that, are we? No. Um, we see someone else talking about them and go, "Oh, that's something we also care about. <laughs> we should uh, we should mention it." Really, <laughs> I think so, it was yeah. literally a text, wasn't it? Or I did me WhatsApps and messaged you and said, uh, "We should probably talk about this, shouldn't we?" Yeah. Being as that's what our entire lives revolve around, it's probably an important thing that we have our little chat about. So that's what we're going to do this week. There's no guest. It's just me and Alex talking hypnobirthing. Yeah. And obviously it's something that we have based our whole business around. So Mm -hmm. it's something we are pretty passionate about. But it hasn't always been that way. I think people maybe assume that... We're the sort of people who have got pregnant and been like, right, where's my hypnobirthing course? Mm-hmm. This is so me. I'm so zen and I just <laughs> want to do this in such a calm way. And actually, I think we, I can imagine that both of us were just sort of thinking, what can I do to get through this? Um, I know I've spoken about it in many places before. I was focusing mostly on kind of the more of the processes like what might it be like getting to hospital Mm -hmm. and um, what are where is the local place to give birth and what are the pain relief options yeah and the sort of things that you might hear kind of mentioned all the time and didn't necessarily consider what was actually going in within my body it's all about that external stuff yeah like that I could choose um and I watched a lot of things I very sadly watched one born every minute and i would say to people like oh i know it looks scary but i'd rather know yeah like i feel like i then i won't be taken by surprise by it It i get that mentality i understand why some people think like that like i do i understand it but when you delve deep into it it really is like the wrong way to be looking at what could go wrong because there are ways in which you can look at what could go wrong um i'm doing air quotes there um but in a way where actually it's not putting the fear of god into you instead what it's doing is making sure that you are informed and feel knowledgeable about different situations it's very very different it is and i suppose the first thing to do to be prepared for what could go wrong is finding out about what is that kind of normal what is that base level that we're Mm. looking at what does spontaneous labor look like what might it feel like how is it actually working within your body what hormones are involved because then you can facilitate everything going as it should yeah as best you can and then you're only you know there's much less chance of having to make changes to things when things go off course yeah um and I think that that is something that so many people don't realize a lot of people will come out of their birth and Perhaps they've had an induction and throughout their labor, the lights were on really bright. Mm. They were lying on a bed. They weren't treated very kindly and their labor didn't progress. And then they had a cesarean that they didn't opt for, like they they weren't planning to have. And they go, oh, my body just couldn't do it. Um, They said maybe my baby was too big to come out. And we hear all these stories when actually being in a bit of darkness and privacy and being upright and treated kindly and knowing that you can swap midwives if that person's not being kind to you and having a birth partner that can help facilitate that normal labor Mm -hmm. is all gonna help your labor to progress and 
we'd have a lot less people I think coming out of birth feeling as if it was something that was going on within their body that wasn't quite working right and not that it was all those external factors that had something to do with it yeah and I know we sound like a bit of a broken record when we say this but knowledge really is power like I know like people are like me you say that all the time but it is <laughs> like it is the more you know the better you do and that is what hypnobirthing is for us and where it comes from like Alex said we didn't we didn't do hypnobirthing first time around we didn't I was the same as Alex. I definitely concentrated on the, what pain relief can I have? What's going to go wrong? What am I going to, you know, what are, what are the difficulties I'm going to face? I didn't know what my body was doing. I didn't know there was going to be placenta, that that was something I had to birth again. I was very confused afterwards. I knew I'd got a placenta, but I didn't know that. I just thought it came out at the exact same time as a baby. Because why wouldn't I know that? Like that, as far as I was concerned, that's what happened. I didn't know anything else. It was a very confusing process and it wasn't a positive experience, even though I got the birth that I wanted because I had a straightforward vaginal birth in a birth center in a pool. Um, and it was fine. Like, but my brain afterwards felt very frazzled it felt confused and I felt like something happened to me and that I wasn't an active participant in it not because I was treated badly either and I think that's was massive luck because I didn't know that my rights I would just so happen to have an incredible midwife that just believed in me even though I got no belief in myself um, and that really was like a stroke of luck like massively um but I came out of that experience just being like, fuck, I don't know what happened there. That wasn't a fun experience. I am not wanting to do that again anytime soon. Um, and so hypnobirthing for me second time round was like a saviour. It meant that I had this amazing experience that really, when you look at it, wasn't that far off from my first experience. But the way I felt about it and going into it and during my pregnancy was so different. And for me, that's what hypnobirthing is about. So many people, I think, believe that hypnobirthing is for the birth itself. But actually, a lot of what hypnobirthing does is during the pregnancy and leading up to labour. And yeah, there's the stuff that you take with you into labour, of course, but all that learning is done beforehand. And that is what solidifies it and means that during labor you are more likely to have a positive experience no matter how birth goes we are not saying that hypnobirthing can guarantee you a straightforward vaginal birth like it can't birth is unpredictable birth will do what she wants to do like she is a wily beast sometimes but what we can do is take control of situations and make decisions for ourselves rather than feeling like things are happening to us and for Alex and I that is the core of hypnobirthing it definitely is and you know you you mentioned that your first birth went exactly as you'd planned really but you Mm -hmm. didn't feel great about it and what hypnobirthing can do for people is when someone's plan changes entirely it might be that they wanted to birth at home and they end up birthing at hospital because there are no midwives to attend to them it might be that they're planning a birth center birth And they end up having an induction because of complications. And however that birth unfolds, those people can come out of their birth having used hypnobirthing, feeling great about it, which you might expect that someone like Jade, who's birthed exactly as they planned, would just automatically feel positive about their birth. And this, we cannot stop banging on about how 
it really isn't about how birth goes it's about how you felt throughout the process and that is what hypnobirthing can do so with my first birth I felt like it was positive I came out of it and thought everything had gone really well but that was compared to what I'd seen on the telly and horror stories and stuff that I'd heard it was kind of like I felt like that was the best it possibly could be because it wasn't as bad as those things um I'd had an induction which I hadn't planned it was just because of post dates um and I was devastated about that when I was pregnant even though I wasn't all that informed I had planned to be at home as long as possible I just lived around the corner from the hospital so I thought I'll stay at home everything can carry on I'll you know be able to watch the telly and be with my husband and stuff and then we'll just leave it pretty last minute and head around to the birth center which I'd gone to have a tour of and none of that was going to happen because I was told that I had to have this induction now after the induction was booked I don't know whether I found it out online or what I did discover that I didn't have to have the induction and that I could decline but and people will probably know what I'm talking about when I say this it was like in my mind I had this date where I was going to meet my baby and I didn't have that uncertainty yeah of like you know how long will this go on and it was like I couldn't because that appointment was booked I couldn't cancel it and know that I was choosing to be pregnant for longer and delay it and I guess it was impatience yeah um and you know knowing what I know now I would know that that uncertainty for me would have been much better than taking away that birth experience that I had wanted and you know continuing to birth as I had chosen to would have felt a lot more positive than going into the hospital and all the waiting around and stuff Uh, but as it happens I went for that induction and I actually turned up to the induction and was already having surges that I wasn't aware of I was already partially dilated and again knowing what I know now I would have been like do you know what things have actually started already I'm gonna go home and continue on with my plan yeah but as it was I stayed there and I feel like because things were already happening, that's why it went so well. It was Mm. like she was coming anyway and she probably wouldn't have taken any longer than the induction took really because obviously the induction had to work against the fact that I was in a busy environment. I wasn't with my home comforts, all of that. So I don't feel like the induction brought her there any faster. Um, It just made the experience perhaps not as positive. And I say everything went straight forward. It did. But it for an induction, spent... yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, exactly. But I spent the first 12 hours um, of having contractions completely by myself in a room with two other women who were fast asleep and I didn't want to wake. Um, I had really nothing in the way of comforts and things like that. Um, and then I got to go in the pool, which was lovely for a while, but... I think I was in the pool for about six hours and I became exhausted, obviously, because I'd been up all night by myself, um, not getting any rest. And then I ended up having an epidural, another thing that hadn't been on my plan. And I didn't know of the fact that you could move with an epidural and things like that. So I feel very lucky that actually when my daughter was born, she 
came out pretty easily. I didn't require any assistance. I also didn't tear, even though I had coached pushing and an epidural. So I feel like going into it without any knowledge, I was so lucky to have it go how it went. Mm. But then second time round, being more informed, I started to see all the things that I would have changed had I known. Um, and that was kind of why I ended up planning an entirely different birth second time round and being very dead set on no matter what, I'm not having an induction just because this baby's late. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that, I, I think that's the beauty with hypnobirthing, isn't it? Is that you can make the plans that work for you and you knew that you weren't having an induction and you knew full well that if something, you know, needed to happen, I'm not going for an induction. I'm not doing that. Um, And you can choose that. And that's something about hypnobirthing that you can do. You can make choices that are right for you. And I think it's very common for people first time round to ignore hypnobirthing. Think, oh, well, I don't know how birth's going to go, so I don't need it. Um, And then also second time round, a lot of people will either be really like, I want to do something different this time. Or they'll think, well, that's just how birth goes for me it's a really funny thing isn't it like talking to people about hypnobirthing in their different circumstances because the viewpoint from the world on hypnobirthing is very skewed um I mean I obviously I didn't hypnobirth first time like I said but when I got pregnant second time round I had a kind of two views as to why I decided to do it first one was I got lucky last time and I might not get lucky this time, so I need to do more about it. Second one was, I didn't know what was going on last time, and I felt out of control. I need to put something in place so I can feel like mentally I'm in control. I ended up with quite severe postnatal depression with my first, and I put that down to the fact that it was just such a confusing time, and I felt like I had no control over my own body and what was going on. So I wanted to put things in place to make sure that that happened. The only real thing that I changed about my birth was where it happened. So I decided second time round that I wanted a home birth, partly because I learned about the hormones of birth. I learned about the fact that actually your body births better where you're more familiar and where you feel comfortable. And I felt very comfortable with the fact that I'd be good at home. Um. And I also think partly because I wanted to guarantee myself a water birth. I really enjoyed being in that pool first time round. And I hated the thought of going into the birth centre and there not being a pool available. Like that to me was like a nightmare situation. And so using my hypnobirthing like tools, using my brain, I thought home is the right place for me. When the person who taught me hypnobirthing first said, have you ever thought about home birth? I literally laughed in her face. This was like session one. And I was like, no, no fucking way. That's not something I will ever be doing. And by the time we'd finished our hypnobirthing course, I was like, so I'm having a home birth. Um, That'll be lovely. But it does, I think when you start doing hypnobirthing, the mindset change is very quick. Very, very quick. And I was very similar with that. Like I... My husband suggested I have a home birth first time around, and I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> and for me, I, it was, I was thinking, no, I want to, 
I, I guess I was picturing mess and stuff. Mm. I was thinking, I want to go to that other place and do the whole birth thing. And then I want to come home to my relaxing, peaceful home. Yeah. Now, obviously, I know that your relaxing, peaceful home is probably a great place to fucking yeah. birth. But like you, I was thinking, I was hearing these stories of people not being able to use a pool and stuff and thinking that could never be me. Mm. I need that pool. And also because I knew that I wasn't going to be having an induction just for dates this time, I kind of started to have feelings where I was like, if I want to potentially go past 42 weeks, that's going to be best for me at home because I know that the birth center might not let me in post 42 weeks, Mm. but the home birth team will support me past 42 weeks. So that kind of was my two reasons for considering a home birth. And don't you think that, to start with, it feels a bit like, oh, I'm going to have to admit that actually a home birth might not be the worst idea. Yeah. I felt like that. Yeah. Particularly because it was my husband, I guess. Yeah. Because uh, I, I remember texting him like, I've kind of been thinking and <laughs> <laughs> you might have been fucking right the whole time. And I hate um, it. And I hate that I'm admitting that to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but once we got over that kind of hurdle... Um, it started to make more and more sense and it became less of a, oh, I'm doing this because of logistics and, yeah. you know, guaranteeing a birth pool and actually became something that we both were really excited about. Like we had a new picture in our minds about what birth might look like and it was miles away from the first experience. Yeah. And like, it's so funny, isn't it? Because my second birth really wasn't that different from the first like I said but the way I felt afterwards was miles away like the difference like was just phenomenal like I came out of my second birth and I honestly felt like a fucking superhero like I was like I can't believe I just did that like it was the most transformative experience I felt like a different person afterwards and Bowie's birth truly did change who I was like after it healed me a little bit as well I think I'd had postnatal depression for a long time after Rudy was born and then I got pregnant with Bowie and I was like I can't do this I don't want I don't want to have this she was a surprise pregnancy and I'd even considered like an abortion because I thought I am so not okay like I am not all right like mentally I don't know that I am ready to do this because I was still really really suffering um and then I started to come around to it and I was like actually no I can do this and then giving birth to her and how I felt and the high of having a birth that I felt so positive about and I felt so in control of and I felt like I was making the decisions I came out of that and I was like that has transformed me into a new person like they say when you have your first child like you are never the same person afterwards um, because your brain literally changes and I felt like that kind of negatively first time round, whereas second time round, I felt that in a really positive way like I felt like I changed as a person and I put that all down to hypnobirthing I put that down to the fact that it gave me these tools in which I could take control it gave me these tools in which I felt like I could say no or yes or I don't know to things and I didn't have that last the first time round. the first time round, I very much felt like a bit of a sheep I would do what I was told and I would follow and I would do whatever Whereas then I don't. And I've definitely carried that forward. And that's something like you and I speak about quite a lot is that bringing hypnobirthing into parenting 
the amount of times I have had to like advocate for my child when it comes to healthcare professionals or the amount of times I've had to do it at school and I've gone in and I've been like well this may be what you're doing but this is how we are with my child so this is what we do here and the learning with hypnobirthing it really it continues it doesn't stop no it doesn't and when I hear you talk about your story and when I reflect on mine I think that we could boil it down to the difference with hypnobirthing like the the way it transforms these births is two things it is mindset and hormones Mm -hmm. when you and all of that comes down to knowledge about the process and how it works so when you find out about the process you can work out how you can utilize your space your birth partner your position what you're up to and how you're feeling Mm -hmm. and how that will impact your hormones yeah and when you know you've got that toolkit when you know that your body has this ability to birth when you know that you're in charge of it and when you start to see it as something that can be a positive experience all of that affects your mindset and it has it being that it labor is something that you're excited to start and while you're going through it you are feeling like it's something that you are capable of Mm -hmm. and not something that you've got to like suffer through like I found my second birth totally fine Mm. like totally fine it wasn't like oh I've got to get through this it was so this is it then this is what we're doing um I'm gonna use my birth ball I'm gonna use my pool my birth partner yeah you got the drinks for me right cool okay we've got this and it was like I guess it was like setting off on a trip when you've got the snacks you've left on time you've kind of got everything you need to go and everything's going well as opposed to someone saying like calling you up and going I need you grab whatever you can and run like it's just a totally different experience of going through it when you just feel prepared and ready and like it's not something that you're going oh god I can't believe I've got to do this yeah 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 you're right it really is incredible what that knowledge and knowing all those things can can do for you and I think sometimes with hypnobirthing like you forget that a lot of it is just learning what we should have been taught already like we have a, as women, as female presenting people, we have a massive distrust in our body, like massive. Like we are taught from a young age that everything is wrong with our body. You know, we're taught we're too fat, we're too thin, we're too this, we're too that. Our bodies aren't how they should be. They're not, they, you know, they don't work right. And actually we're never really taught about what our bodies can do and how incredible they are. Like when I was pregnant, my first, I knew I was growing a baby. I knew I'd birth a baby, but I didn't know the mechanics of it. I didn't know how that was happening. I didn't know what my body would do once I went into labour. My thought process was at some point I'm going to start getting contractions and then I'll have a baby at some point. And I didn't know anything other than that, really. But when you learn, like you said, about those hormones and how what the hormones do around your body, and then you learn about what the uterus is doing and how it's been building up. And actually, it's not just starting doing it now. It's been building up for weeks beforehand, maybe even months to prepare for this moment that in itself can give people so much confidence in the fact that their body knows what it's doing and if you match that up with the fact that then you get knowledgeable then your brain knows what you want to do those two things really marry up and that's not then saying that you know like I said already that you will definitely get that vaginal birth those two things marry up and what that then can mean is that you know within your body this doesn't feel right 
and I need this or I need that because you've learned what your body is doing and how it should be working and so if you feel in your instinct that something isn't right that's when you use your brain to make decisions that maybe mean that you aren't going to have like you know the birth pool birth but you are actually deciding actually for me right now that's gonna I want a cesarean and that is a positive decision for you because you've learned about your body you've learned about your rights and that means then that you can pull through and make a decision that makes you feel really fucking positive and we'll say again what leads to a positive birth is feeling in control and it is feeling knowledgeable and it's being treated kindly. Those things go a long way to how you feel after birth. And, you know, when you talk about, like, your instinct telling you that yeah. something needs to be done, like, if if we don't build that trust in our bodies to know what to do, like, yeah. people think about, like, you know, oh, it took me a long time to conceive a baby, so I don't have that trust in my body. Yeah. Or I had miscarriages and things like that. And I totally, totally understand that it's not that simple of just thinking that all is going to be well and your baby's going to be well, blah, blah, blah. But if we can build the trust in ourselves to know that we will know if something is up, yeah, that is still yeah. trust in our body. We don't have to blindly trust that our body will just know what to do and our birth is going to be a boring standard vaginal birth in a pool no matter what we have to trust that we will know what's best because we are going to be good parents Mm -hmm. we are going to be able to listen in and you know perhaps notice if we haven't felt our baby's movements or just have that gut feeling that we need to be checked or when a healthcare professional suggests that our baby should be born early due to uh, whatever factors are coming up maybe something's been found on like uh, urine dipstick or your blood pressure or scan to know that we can trust ourselves to say either no I feel that all is well or yes I think you're right and with all this knowledge I've got this is what I would like to do going forward and Mm -hmm. for some people that might be a vaginal birth is really super important to me And so I'm going to go for an induction and I'm going to bring all these things together to make that induction the most positive, the most positive experience I can. Mm -hmm. And I understand that it might not work and that won't be my body's fault. That would just be that it maybe wasn't right time. Um, And so I'm bringing my cesarean plan. And for other people, that is going to be I agree that my baby needs to be born. But induction is not like that uncertainty is not for me. And actually, I value the way I feel throughout this process a lot more than I would value that vaginal birth and how I might feel to get that. Yeah. And I'm going to have a plan cesarean. And with all that knowledge that I've got from hypnobirthing, I'm bringing a positive plan where I'm going to have the cesarean that I ask for. Yeah. And not just what that team do day in, day out. I want this to still be my birth experience. And that's what hypnobirthing can do. Certainly that's what hypnobirthing with us can do. Yes. I know that some brands don't put much focus on induction and cesarean. But we think that in today's society, almost everyone that you speak to will be offered an induction. And many, many people will take it. The induction rate is up to 50% in most areas. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we know the ins and outs of it, how we can make it positive if we decide to go for it and that we don't have to go for it if it's not right for us. Um, And so that's why we think it's so important to go through that. On the digital pack, we were 
we thought it was so important to go through induction step by step how it differs from spontaneous labor not so we can be like don't have an induction look how it differs from spontaneous labor but so that we can go okay so I'm going to be spending a long time in the hospital rather than going into labor at home and being around my home comfort so how about I I bring a bag of home comforts with me how Mm -hmm. about I bring stuff with me to keep my mind entertained and to take my mind off it and it also manages our expectations and induction may be a much longer experience so bring a pack of cards yeah download some stuff onto your tablet make sure you've got chargers so that you're not stuck in a room thinking oh my goodness how long has it been watching the clock and things like that when you know better you do better and that is for every aspect of birth yeah and don't you think with people that it surprises them about the way in which we teach hypnobirthing that we include that kind of stuff I think a lot of people end up doing our course and then afterwards are a bit like I didn't realize hypnobirthing was all of this I thought hypnobirthing was breathing I thought hypnobirthing was being hypnotized um I thought you know it was imagining yourself opening like a flower and I'm like yeah it, it, that's often what people think they're gonna get whereas actually hypnobirthing is a complete antenatal course but the difference of hypnobirthing is it gives you tools and tricks to enable you to have a positive experience and gives the power back into your hands um when you did hypnobirthing what was the thing that surprised you about it the most like what is was your favorite thing when you before you were a teacher what was the thing that really like grabbed you i think it was the hormones um that kind of if you do this this will happen mm-hmm. i it was it was very practical and made sense um whereas like you say you know people think it's like hypnosis and breathing and visualization things like that and it is it is important that you get your breathing techniques yeah. and you practice them yeah. and you feel able to do them without thinking about it on the day and hypnobirthing tracks are fantastic to be able to lie down and let those messages seep in and obviously to imagine your body being this powerful force that will birth this baby that's all doing you good but without having that knowledge of how birth actually works and that helping you to build that confidence and almost like that amazement at your body that's what I really got from hypnobirthing Mm. when I was pregnant second time round was just starting to feel like fucking hell how amazing are our bodies yeah like they're literally getting ready to birth these babies filling our bodies with relaxing so that our pelvis will move out the way we're literally building these oxytocin receptors so that our body can use it to contract Mm. our uterus and push our baby into the world and it's not something that we are like being subjected to it's something that we are actively doing and it's like it's a secret that's been kept from us like how powerful we are the patriarchy that's kind of of what our whole deal is is our course is all about telling these people that actually they don't have to be like a bird in the storm just floating about wherever it takes them yeah they can make decisions and feel powerful and feel positive no matter what happens in the end Mm. I think for me when I first learned about it it was like the science side of things as somebody who was once a very anxious person um and that's definitely like through learning about anxiety and how to help it that's something that's really really helped me with the hypnobirthing side of things but knowing that 
the way you feel about birth is in, built into you from a, such an early age and that it is fed to you for a time of like, I don't know, microaggressions, let's call them almost. Like there's tiny little things like, you know, um, oh, it's, it's, was it a pain worse than childbirth? Um, somebody on TV laying on their back screaming, all these little things that build into your brain that mean the moment you go into labour, you are hit by a flood of this adrenaline and cortisol and then you end up in this terrible mind state and then that affects the way in which your body births because your body is basically going you well you you think you're in danger so let's stop this learning that and then learning that actually if you put like positive input you start looking at how birth actually is you start learning about birth actually works and you actually see that for the majority of people birth is a straightforward boring event like birth works and then you can start to build up and then you start to enter your parasympathetic system when you birth rather than being full of like dread and fear. And in that sympathetic, that for me was like, pff, you mean there's science behind this stuff? You mean the reason that you you're mean- wanting me to do this is because there's proof? Oh, fuck yeah, I'm there. And that for me grabbed me. And that is the thing that has kept me here. Because I'm just like, you, I, you, I can prove to you that this works. I've got actual proof, scientific proof that what I'm saying is true. Everyone deserves a bit of this shit. And it's knowing that you're, you can be in control. Yeah. That, you know, by putting this work in, in pregnancy to like start seeing birth as a positive event you are literally going to change the way that your body births on the day because Mm -hmm. you're not going to go into labor and think oh god i don't want to die which you would be forgiven for thinking is you know a likelihood before you really get informed about it and that's why we're so so like statistics focused and Mm -hmm. stuff because it is important to know that like adverse outcomes are so like few and far between Mm -hmm. and the thing is that you might not think that because you hear about them a lot and we always say this like if someone's had something bad happen often they're not given the support they haven't got like the people around them that they perhaps maybe would have done in the past or should do now um and so what that might lead to is people maybe going online looking for support Mm -hmm. but that then means that other people are taking in their story. Yeah. And because we do remember the bad. things like that from here, we remember the bad, don't we? Yeah. You know, we think nothing of if if someone was to take the time out of their day to go have my birth, went exactly as planned, totally fine. Um, then we're probably not gonna remember that no. as much as we are all the details of that sad thing, that like thing that spikes that emotion in us. Yeah. Um and people don't tend to come and report when things go well. It's a bit like people often don't leave good reviews, do they? They go and leave a review for something when it's bad. Um, And it's kind of similar when people talk about birth. They feel the need to maybe warn others or to um, kind of get support for their negative experience. Um, And that then leads the other people reading it to feel like that happens all the time. And that's not to say that people shouldn't go and share their story. It's that those who are preparing to birth should be mindful that just because they've heard a lot of these sad stories doesn't mean that it happens a lot of the time actually most of the time all is well yeah all is well and actually for the majority of people that's just how it is but like Alice said we just don't hear about it so yeah that's kind of our uh, feelings about it 
Hypnobirthing is incredible. And actually, I, I've said, I think hypnobirthing, everyone should get to do it. It is one of those things that should be like a human right, good antenatal education, not fear-based, just based on the facts, the figures, the science. Um, and that is what we provide. If you aren't sure about hypnobirthing, you're still a bit like, oh, I just don't know, come along to one of our taster sessions. We do free taster sessions a couple of times a week. Um, if you will put in the notes in the um, show notes where you can book your free space, it's free there's no obligation for anything just come along we do them because we think it's important that everybody goes on into their birth with some kind of knowledge um doing a full hypnobirthing course is what we reckon you should do do our online course we reckon you should but if all you do is uh one um session with us a 45 minute session then that is better than doing nothing it will go some way to help him so what we want to avoid is those people that perhaps find us second time round and they do hypnobirthing because they're actively trying to do something different to last time. And what they end up saying to us is, I didn't realise that this is what hypnobirthing was. I didn't realise I could choose that. I wish I'd have known about this first time because we want to get people for every birth that they have. We want everyone to know what hypnobirthing is and not to think it's for a certain type of people, a certain type of birth. If you're planning a planned cesarean, do hypnobirthing. If you know you have an induction, do hypnobirthing. If you're having your seventh baby, do hypnobirthing because every birth can be a different experience and you can make it positive no matter what way you're birthing. So I hope that after listening to us today, you are looking to spread the word about hypnobirthing. If you're not pregnant yourself, tell other people that it's well worth doing. Come and do our digital pack. I will put the details of that and our taster sessions in the show notes come and follow us on the gram and you will get to see all the information that we provide and come and catch us on the podcast again next week that's us for today we hope you loved this episode we'll be back next week with more birthy goodness in the meantime come and join us on the gram at the birth uprising where we'll be prattling around and talking all things birthy If you want more from us, then check out our digital pack at www.thebirthuprising.com. That'll do.